In this episode of Live and Learn, I want to tell you a story. I'm going to start by talking about fried chicken, and then some more fried chicken, and then education, and then culture, and I might get back to fried chicken. But stick with me, because I promise this is going somewhere. So this past weekend was my sister's birthday, and in typical fashion in my family, we still gather for birthday dinners complete with my mom's world-famous giant chocolate chip cookie. And this year my sister requested fried chicken and all the fixins, if you will. Now, those of you who aren't in the South, fixins are the side items. That's where you get your real bang for your buck. That's where the really good stuff is. The chicken is honestly just kind of an accessory there on the plate. But it's all about the sides, let's be honest. Now, this is not typical food that we eat in my family, But for birthdays, we kind of pull out all the stops. So fried chicken, it is. Super imaginative, right? I know what you mean. So we began the process on Saturday afternoon around 2 o'clock, trying to place an order ahead of time to get our buckets of chicken and our side items. Now we did this because the location that we were getting the food is notoriously slow and kind of not with it in general, and it's been this way for years. So we were planning ahead in anticipation of trying to remove as many of those barriers as we could to getting that chicken. So around 2.30, we called, and the phone rang and rang and rang and rang, and no one picked it up. We took a walk, called back around 3 o'clock. The phone rang and rang and rang. Someone did pick it up. They called for someone else to come take the order, and they put the phone down. And about eight minutes later, after listening to all kinds of ridiculous background conversations, we hung up and called back a little bit later. But no one had bothered still to pick the phone up and hang it back up, so we got a busy signal. Fast forward another 30 minutes, we call back again and actually have success. Talk to a person tell them what we want, and tell them that we'll be there at 4.45 to pick it up. So we called at least an hour in advance, more like an hour and 15 minutes, to place our order so that they'd have plenty of time to have it ready when we got there to get it. And we live about 20 minutes away from this particular location. So my husband left plenty early, around 4, to go get the food because we still assumed he was going to have to wait even after he got there. So he arrived around 4.30 And he called me and said, I think there's something wrong. The restaurant is closed. And I said, what do you mean the restaurant is closed? We called. No one mentioned that the restaurant was closing. We ordered everything ahead of time. And he said, hold on, let me call you back. There's somebody coming out the door. So he managed to talk to an employee who didn't apologize at all for anything that had gone wrong thus far. And she said, oh, yeah, 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 you're that person who called about the order. Yeah, we're closed because no one showed up to work the next shift. So we can't make any food. Yeah, we didn't get, we didn't get your order done. We're closed. You can't go in. You can't go through the drive through Nobody's there. So my husband calls back to report this to me. And then we decide, okay, well, I guess the grocery store has fried chicken. So we call them ahead to find out if they have fried chicken. In the meantime, I send him to the store parking lot just to wait until we can figure out 
what exactly we want him to get because we typically make our birthday meals but this was my sister's request for the year so we hadn't really prepared much we'd made a salad and some things like that but this was our meal right that they were supposed to make our primary sustenance and they didn't make it so what were we going to do so we called the grocery store and got got to speak with someone in the deli and this person we just asked if we could order a few pieces of fried chicken she very angrily told us that there weren't enough people there to help her make the food that she'd already had taken all the orders for chicken that she could take and that she wasn't taking any more orders we told her it was just for about 12 pieces of chicken did she happen to have 12 pieces and she angrily told us yes if you hurry and get it I can put 12 pieces in for you great we'll get there in about 10 minutes if that works can we pick it up then sure okay what about mashed potatoes and some side things no 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 honey nobody's taught me how to make nothing yet and I don't want to I don't want to kill anybody by feeding them something wrong I kid you not this was what came through the phone receiver we said never mind the fried chicken will be great see you in 10 minutes we did in fact get the chicken we managed to make some more side dishes at home not that big of a deal but this story has bothered me so much this weekend. This, this series of events has bothered me really deeply. Not about the chicken. Who cares about the chicken? This is a symptom of a much, much deeper issue and actually a couple of deeper issues. So that's what I want to talk about today. First of all, nearly half of the U.S. workforce, so 88 million of our adults, has only a high school education or less and or low English proficiency. Yep, that's the case here, isn't it? In these two situations, these are folks who are in low wage jobs that require little to no education. These are two locations that I see are constantly hiring due to extremely high turnover. And these folks are likely part of the 36 million low literacy skilled adults that we have in the United States. I can go on and on from here, but the number of unemployed in our country is very close to the number of open jobs because potential candidates lack the skills for the work. And additionally, clearly, some employed personnel lack the skills needed to complete the work. So adult education is so critically important for the future of fried chicken of America, if nothing else. And yet our budgets continue to shrink State budgets in general deal to medicate, educate, and incarcerate, as Reese Stagnolia puts it so well, because individuals with low basic skills are twice as likely to be unemployed, three times as likely to be in poverty, four times as likely to have poor health, and eight times as likely to be incarcerated. But these are folks who are in working positions, yet they lack the skills, both soft skills and apparently problem-solving skills are part of soft skills, but also the, even the literacy numeracy to solve problems in the workplace. They lack these skills even though they work in these jobs. But we don't even have a skilled enough workforce to fill jobs at a fast food restaurant. I don't understand what's happening, especially in rural parts of our, of our country. It's really bothersome to me, if you can't tell. But one real symptom and one real issue behind a lot of this is that folks who are able to max out social benefits, so they take advantage of what's offered in health care and Section 8 housing and food stamps and, and on from there, 
they make approximately $24 an hour, or the equivalent thereof, in their social benefits. So why would they go work fast food? Why would they go work at a grocery store when they have all of their needs met up front for the equivalent of $24 an hour? So clearly the system is a bit messed up. You know, we, we need these social services to give people a hand up for sure, but we need education more. We need education to come in and be a partner with these services and to, to really get people back on their feet, but moving forward in a positive way. This is really critical for our, us as a society. It affects all of us, fried chicken aside, and yet we spend way more money in the Medicaid and incarcerate categories in our state budgets. So we have to fund and value education in our country. Bottom line, we have to fund it, but not only that, we have to value it. Another thing that this tells me is the importance of corporate and workplace culture. Of course, this one particular fried chicken restaurant wasn't just out in the middle of a field on its own. It's surrounded by other fast food restaurants. You see these all the time off every exit, interstate exit in America. It's in one of those groups of restaurants that you can choose from. And seeing as how this restaurant is in my town, I'm not big on fast food, but I'll occasionally head out there for an ice cream or something like that. And one of the restaurants, I will name this one, McDonald's, is always packed. All the other restaurants seem to more or less have a car trickling in here or there, but McDonald's is packed. In fact, they've done the thing that everybody else is doing now, all other McDonald's locations. They've got the two drive throughs going at once because they have so much business, and boy, they can crank those cars through, and your order is right, and people give you a smile. It didn't used to be that way at McDonald's. The restaurants used to be kind of dirty, dark. Yeah, the food is terrible for you and tastes delicious, so they had plenty of business. But it's a cultural shift within their company. You can get online. I recommend you do get online and read about Hamburger University and the way that they're beginning to value employees and helping them move up within their company. Because McDonald's has had some struggles in recent years. I saw, I believe it was two years ago, that one quarter they lost, I think, 30% in revenue. And it was really that they were tracing it to, at least. It was really due to, you know, Olive Garden having that $5.99 lunch, uh, Cracker Barrel having their weekly specials for $5.99 for a really big, nice homemade meal and a drink. So fast food in general was really struggling here a couple of years ago for that reason. And McDonald's really began to reevaluate their corporate culture how they met the needs of their employees and how they could propel them forward so that they could all work toward the goal of having a better company. Many McDonald's restaurants have online training portals inside the stores for their employees to use. They can go back and work on their high school equivalency. They can go through Hamburger University training courses to learn more about different types of management and advance in that way. And then as they complete some of these milestones, they get raises. And while I don't know for sure, I have serious doubts that the fried chicken place has anything like that for their employees. So workplace culture, one that values employees' individual contributions, that provides dignity to them as people, and then gives them opportunities to advance. These are three pretty common sense elements to affecting the bottom line 
but yet not many companies are going in that direction yet. And that's another really critical piece is evaluating your workplace culture, how it affects your employees, and how it affects your goals as a company or as a school. You've heard me harp on numerous times that I think we live in a teacher-hating society right now. Especially social media has made it so easy to, to sling mud at school districts and other educational entities, slamming them for all kinds of ridiculous things while ignoring all the positive things that happen in those work environments every day. I don't know how many school districts I'm familiar with and even all the way up to a state level sometimes. The people in charge are just so hard on the people who are on the ground doing this work every day rather than being supportive of them. When you create a workplace culture in a school as well, where people aren't valued, where people's opinions aren't heard, where people's input isn't taken to heart, what kind of school do you think you're creating? What do you think is going to come of test scores in that type of environment? How much turnover do you think you're going to have? You wonder why those restaurants are always hiring? A lot of it has to do with the culture that's in, that's in them. It has other symptoms as well, as we've just talked about. But cu culture within an organization is critical to make sure that everyone feels valued and that we're working together towards common goals. End of story. I'm beginning to take a deeper dive into school culture, helping leadership analyze what the temperature is within their organization. Is dignity present in all the jobs that are in the district or the agency? Are opinions valued and taken to heart? Is the importance of being a team emphasized? Or are we just a bunch of individuals doing our own thing because we know it doesn't actually matter or affect anything anyway? How sad and misguided that is, and yet that prevails so deeply in some of our school districts and educational entities that we're really just shooting ourselves in the foot. Not only that, we're miserable doing it. And when we're miserable, that comes across to our students. So I have clearly spent a whole lot of time in my years in education working to combat some of the more societal woes that adult education faces and really working to empower teachers as individuals to realize their full potential as to the impact that they have on their students and our society. But fried chicken has really woken me up to just how systemic poor culture in an environment is. And I'm really going to start upping my game when it comes to evaluating and partnering with educational entities to talk out loud, candidly, about culture. Because schools can't afford to close their doors at 3.30 because the next shift, if you will, hasn't come in. We don't have that option. What we do is too critical and too important and should be too valuable for that. So I'm going to invite you to come along on this journey with me as I dive even deeper into culture, as we work together to open our eyes to what's actually happening in our organizations and working to fix it for the better. And the next time you see a fried chicken place, I want you to stop and wonder, do the people in there feel dignity in what they do? I'm hungry and they fed me. I hope they feel the dignity and the honor in that work. And I hope we see that in our schools as well. So stick with me as we start to look at this together. I think we're going to find some really interesting trends and things that we can help to work change from the inside out. And I hope that you'll be a part of that with me. Thanks for listening.
And if there's anything I can do to help with the culture in your environment, you know where to find me, scr.consulting. And until next time, stay curious.